is working in harmony together so that you can move and function and do what you've been called to do. The body is working in harmony together. Our children, another hand. Amen. Amen. Chasing after you. That's what we want to be, chasing after the Lord. Amen. Amen. First, giving honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ, and to Reverend Taisha Cutperson, and to all of the officers and family and friends of this great fellowship. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. We are continuing our series on Operation Gifts in Action. Amen. We want to pick up in the same chapter, the 12th chapter of the book of 1 Corinthians. Amen. And as we find that chapter of 1 Corinthians, we began our start of that chapter talking about understanding spiritual gifts from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the first verse. Then we made our way into the second message of that series again, where we share from the fourth through the sixth verse, where we say unity makes it happen. Amen. Then we shared another message from last week called Don't Devalue the Gift. Don't Devalue the Gift from verses 19 through 20. Amen. And I want to pick up today in the 21st verse through the 26th verse of chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. If you have it, say amen. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Amen. And I want to share today from verse 20. Two, where it says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Amen. I want to share today from the subject of don't overvalue the gift. Don't overvalue the gift. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you, God, for your glory, your presence, and your power that is with us. We ask now, God, that as we go into this word on today, that you would open our hearts and our minds unto you. I pray, God, for the fresh feeling and the fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit. Use me for your will, God, and for your glory. And I pray, Father, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't overvalue the gift. We all probably at some point in our life have come into contact with somebody who overvalued themselves. Amen. Maybe you have a friend that overvalues themselves. 
they think that they are more important than they are. Hallelujah. We've seen people on television that are like that. They think that they are more important than they actually are. Some of our athletes are like that. They think that they are more important than they are. They overvalue the assets that they bring to the team. And yes, even sometimes in the church, there are people who overvalue themselves. They think that they're more than they actually are. I know some people say, well, that's, that's not happening in the church. But unfortunately, it does happen in the church. When somebody comes with the mindset that the church can't do without them. Amen. As I heard somebody once say, all you got to do is die. And you'll find out after they bring you to the front of the church and then they go and eat chicken and potato salad and some green beans, you'll find out that the church will keep right on moving without you. So don't get to the point where we think we are more than we are. Don't overvalue who you are. And as we look at this 12th chapter, the 21st through the 26th verse will, will actually serve as our foundation and text for this morning, it, it, Paul is sharing with us how we sometimes have overvalued ourselves even in the body of Christ. How some have overvalued their gifting in the body of Christ. We saw on last week that there were some who thought that their gift was inferior. They thought that their gift was not that good or not that much so they they were coveting or they're desiring other gifts because they didn't think their gift was worth it but he showed them even then don't undervalue your gifting but today we want to talk about those who seem to overvalue their gifting and the one thing we have to understand and know is we correctly value our spiritual gifts by understanding the equality care and partnership between all spiritual gifts. When we understand the spiritual value and the equity and the care and the partnership between all spiritual gifts, we are then on our way to not overvaluing the gift that maybe we have. Paul wants the church at Corinth to know that some of you may have what they call the showy gift. Some of you may have the gifts that keep you out front. But don't think that you're all of that because your gift puts you out front. Don't think you're all of that because your gift may be one that people are clamoring for or people desire above all the others. Don't think because God has gifted you a certain way that you're overvalued. When you think about what God is doing, all gifts are important, as we've shared before. But when we understand that all gifts are also necessary. And when you look at what Paul is saying here in this 12th chapter, beginning at that 21st verse where he shares with us in verse 21 and 22, he tells us there that the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. That lets me know that we've got to understand gift equality. We've got to understand gift equality. Jones, when you say gift equality, what are you talking about? All gifts are equal. I know we may think that because I have a certain gift that, that puts me in a higher status or that puts me in a higher place, but all gifts are equal 
actually equal. All gifts are important and all gifts are necessary in the body of Christ. You see, the provision of what is necessary for health and welfare and the maintenance is what equity is all about. Even in life, we are trying to make sure that all of us are living on an equal playing field. It doesn't always work that way. We're all trying to make sure that we have equal access to benefits and, and, and all things that we need to help us in life. But it doesn't always work that way. But God is so good that even when it came to spiritual gifts, he made sure that we understand. He wants us to understand that all gifts are equal. There are no gifts that should be out front or, or no gift that should stand out as better than another gift because all gifts are equal. Notice Paul continues his argument or his illustration with the body. And he says, yes, the human body has many parts. In verse 12, he tells us that the human body has many parts. Now, if you just think about your body for a moment and all of the parts that it has on it. All of the parts that you can see, but not only that, but all of the parts that you can't see. And when you understand that your body is made up of all of these parts and, and, and all of these parts work together, all of them are important. Notice what Paul says in 21. In fact, the parts of the body that seem the, oh, that's verse 20. When 21, he said, the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. So we got to, again, be careful when we're talking about gifts in the body of Christ because all gifts are needed and all gifts are necessary. You can't have somebody say, we don't need the gift of tongues over here. You can't have somebody say that we don't need the gift of teaching over here because all gifts are necessary. Paul's illustration of the body said you can't have the I say that I, or I can't say that we don't need the hand. The hands are necessary. The same way that the eye is necessary. They do a different function, but they're all necessary. You can't say, have the head saying to the feet, you know, that we don't need the feet. And in fact, without the feet, the head can't go where it needs to go. Hallelujah. So where all the parts are necessary, all the gifts are necessary. Your gift must be viewed in relationship to other gifts. Think about the gifting that you may have. And again, if you've not taken the gift assessment, take the gift assessment so we can know what gifting you have. And when you understand that all of the gifts are necessary, but you've got to begin to look at the gifting in relation to the other gifts that are in the body of Christ. The other gifts that are in the local church that you are in. And since you're here at Wesley, the, the gifts that you have, how do they play with the other gifts? How do they function in relation to the other gifts? We can't all be an ear, as Paul said earlier. We can't all be an eye. We can't all be the same body part. All of us have to be different in our gifting and function. And even if you have a similar gift than someone else, as I shared on last week, you still function differently in that gift. You don't function the same way as somebody else would in the gifting that God has gifted you because you're unique. You're unique in your personality. You're unique in your, your behavior. You're a unique individual. Amen. And even some of us, even your middle name. Amen. But you're unique in who you are. You're unique in how you carry out your gifting. So when you talk about being gifted in the body of Christ, it's no reason for you to get the big head. Amen. 
There's no reason for you to think that you are better than anybody else because God has gifted you a certain way. We're all gifted and we all understand that our gifting is important and that our gifting works in relation to other gifts. So don't get carried away thinking that my gifting is better than someone else. And Paul wants us to understand that every gift is needed and every gift is necessary. And look at what he says in the 22nd verse. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Hallelujah. Think about your body for a minute. There are parts of your body that I guarantee you take for granted. But they're actually probably more necessary than some of the parts that you give more value to. Your kneecap. You don't even think about that, do you? But it's actually quite important to your body. You can't walk right without your kneecap. And if you can't walk right, it prohibits you from being able to move about. It prohibits you from being able to go about your daily life. And, and if your kneecap is not right, then you're going to feel it. Amen. It's going to draw attention to it. And because you think it's unnecessary, some people, and because you don't think it's got that much value to it, you don't think it's that important, but just let it get hurt. You'll find out how important your kneecap is. Let your kneecap get dislocated. You'll find out how important your kneecap is. Many of us don't even know what it's like if you've ever had a broken toe, how it will affect your life. You think you can barely get around sometimes, but if your toe gets broken, you'll find exactly how much you are missing when your toe is not in operation. There are parts of our body that we consider to be weaker or least, but they're actually probably more necessary than some of the other parts of our body. Amen. You ever notice those people that don't have the ability to hear how the body compensates for that? People who lose their eyesight, how the hearing compensates for that? People who are dealing with other, again, infirmities to their body, the body will show you how it has been knitted together. It will show you how it's intended to function together. But we got to understand Paul is just giving an illustration of how we in the body of Christ should be functioning and operating together. Because there are some gifts that we consider less important. There are some gifts that we consider to be weaker gifts. But he said those gifts are actually probably the most necessary. Hallelujah. Everybody can't be the preacher. Everybody can't be the teacher. Everybody can't be the apostle or the prophet. Everybody can't be that. And in fact, the other gifts probably are more important or more necessary than maybe those. You're tripping now. When you understand that all of the gifts go together, all of the gifts function together, a lot of the times the prophet or the the teacher or the preacher, his job is made easier by those who come before them and sing. Hallelujah. His job is made easier by those who come before them and stand at the door. Because there's some keepers at the door, the people who are having the gift of service and the gift of help who are at the door who allow people to have a pleasant experience as they enter into the sanctuary so that when the preacher starts to preach, people's attitudes are not all jacked up. Amen. I know people can get shut off because of something somebody did at the door. Somebody with the gift of helps didn't help them quite right. And they can get shut off because 
they got a bad attitude now. They don't hear a word you say. You have a gift to teach and preach, but nobody hears it because somebody got a bad attitude. Amen. You got somebody with the gift of service who served in the kitchen. And unfortunately, this is one of the areas in the church sometimes that causes a lot of problems. People that work in the kitchen. Amen. You know how many people don't caught a little attitude because they got a dab of green beans and a dab of macaroni and cheese and a piece of chicken that somebody caught an attitude over that. You know, we shouldn't be getting mad because the church was feeding you. You know, they got a whole lot of other people to feed. But then you find out that they got plates in the back. Then you find out they got some extra stuff in the back because somebody with the gift of service wasn't serving the way that they were supposed to in their gifting. And as a result of that, it's messing it up for somebody else and they caught an attitude. And now that gifting that caused, caused somebody to catch an attitude is affecting the gifting of the one who's teaching and preaching because they got an attitude the whole service and they heard nothing you said. And in fact, they can't wait to get out of the service because they're saying it to themselves, I'm not going back there. Those people treated me crazy. I've seen it with my own eyes. Somebody got upset because of how they were treated by somebody who had a gifting to serve. But because they didn't serve properly in that gifting, it affected their experience for the whole church. Now, which gift did you think would be more important? The gift of service or the gift of preaching or prophet? or evangelist, or, or apostle. This gifting only functions when the rest of the gifting function together. When we don't all function like we're supposed to, one gift can affect another gifting. One gift can affect how another gifting is received. All because we don't understand there's equality in the gifts. There's an equal usage of the gift. And as we all began to use our gifts, as we all began to understand that our gifts are equal, and we've got to learn that there's no big gift, no little gift, but all gifts are equal, and we've got to learn to exercise the gifting that God has given to us. And as we exercise the gifting that God has given to us in the body of Christ, we serve the body of Christ to the best of our ability. We serve the body of Christ in the gifting that we've been given by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And as we serve in the gifting and the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we allow God to lead us and to guide us in the usage of that gift. And as he does so, he leads us and guides us in the usage of that gift. And as we surrender to his will, as we use our gift, as we surrender to his way, as we use our gifting, the gift will be beneficial to the kingdom of God. But it starts with us understanding there's equality in the gifting. But we've also got to understand gift care. If we look at the 23rd through the 24th verse, it tells us there that as the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and, and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. Now, I've been trying to find a way to say this and make it 
clear, but not to say it with language that would offend, but there are parts of our body that are covered. Amen. They are still important to us. They are still vital to us, but they're covered for their protection. They're covered for their dignity. But they're still uh, important and vital to the functioning of our human body. Now, there are other parts that are seen all the time. Your your hands and your legs, your arms, your head. Those are body parts that are seen all the time. And yes, they are seen all the time, but there are other parts that are unseen that are covered a majority of the time that are also valuable and important to us. And, and, and notice what Paul said. They are regarded as less honorable are those that are clothed with the greatest care. They're clothed and they're given the greatest of care because they're actually vital and important to us. If you think about your feet for a minute, we put shoes on our feet. Why? To protect them. And again, if you never had an injury to your foot, you just don't know how it will affect your life. But those of you who have ever sprung an ankle, how did it affect your life? Those of you who had a, a stubbed your toe, it momentarily affected your life. You momentarily had to lean upon the rest of your body to get you around. And, and, and even as that, you think about how the body, again, functions together. And, and, and if we have these parts that we, we cover, we have to understand all gifts should be treated with care and respect. That means all of the gifts that we have in the body of Christ should be treated with care and respect. We should not be disrespecting anybody else's gift. We should not be disrespecting or dishonoring anyone else in the exercising or the usage of their gift. But we should respect all of the gifts. But we've got to learn to also care for all of the gifts. We've got to learn to help people nurture their gifting and to care for the gifting that they have. Because if we don't care for the gifting, if we don't nurture the gifting, I, I love the way that the bishop shared this at a conference. He said, there are some people who may have the gift of faith, and as they have the gift of faith, and we don't honor that gift of faith, or we don't nurture that gift of faith, or we don't support them in that gift of faith, they may take that gift and go somewhere else with it. And as they go somewhere else with it, those people will honor that gift. Those people respect that gift. And as a result, that gift winds up helping them to grow a grand church because they are allowed to exercise that gift. And that gift is honored and respected. So we got to learn to respect all of the gifts and respect each other in the usage or the exercising of our gift. Because if we don't, then we've got to learn that there will be an effect on the body of Christ because we didn't honor and care for the gifting. But we learn to honor and care for the gifting when we respect each other's gifts. I've got to respect the gifting that you have. You respect the gifting that I have. And as we honor each other with the respect of our gifts, and as we care for one another in the respects of our gifts, and as we use the gifting together, and as we are supporting one another together in our gifting, then we will flourish not only as a congregation, we will flourish as individuals because we're flourishing in the gifting that God has given us. And as we allow to use that gifting, and as we use the gift for the benefit and the glory of the kingdom of God, God will bless the usage of the gift. But the lesser gift, again, as he said, the lesser gift should not be treated without honor. The lesser gift should not be treated or disrespected. But the lesser gifts should be respected. 
Paul says we take extra honor and care is given to those parts that have less dignity. Again, you think about your body and how it's made up. The parts of your body that you cover and clothe. Think about your lungs for a minute. They're inside your body. Are they vital? Are they important? But they're often unseen and we often take them for granted. Hallelujah. I know we take them for granted. Amen. I don't even have to go there, do it. Amen. We, we, we take them for granted when we, when we smoke and we put stuff in there that, that helps or uh, well, doesn't help our lungs. And, but the lungs are actually covered, aren't they? By this flesh, but not only flesh, they're covered also by this thing called a rib cage because they are important. They're unseen and often neglected, but they're important. And, and, if, and in fact, if we don't take care of our lungs, what happens? We check out. Amen. We cease to exist. If your lungs don't function, they're often forgotten about. They're often considered less than until you need them. Until you recognize that there's something wrong. When you find yourself, <laughs> then you know there's something wrong. Sister Reed can attest to this. Sometimes we take our lungs for granted. Sometimes we take breathing for granted. But it's an essential thing to all of us. It's just as important as your heart and your brain. It's just as important as the rest of your body. And when we understand we've got to take care of the gifts that we have, we got to treat all of the gifts with respect. We got to care for all of the gifts that we have so that they all can function properly and that they all can function beneficially in the body that we serve in. Because if all the gifts are cared for, if all of the gifts are treated equally, and if all of the gifts are cared for with great care, if all of the gifts are treated with respect and reverence, then all of the gifts will be exercised and exercised effectively in the body of Christ because we're caring for the gifts. But not only must we understand that there's gift equity and that we must have gift care, there's also gift partnership. When you look at verses 25 through 26, you can see where Paul talks about the gifting, working together. He said this makes for harmony among the members so that all of the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all of the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all of the parts are glad. Hallelujah. Paul says that this makes harmony among the members. Your body works in harmony. Amen. Think about how your legs and your arms work. It work in harmony. Have you ever noticed that whenever you move or walk, both of your legs don't move forward at the same time, do they? And in fact, if you ever paid attention to how you walk, the arm on the upper other side will do the opposite of the other arm. Whenever you walk, one arm, both of your arms don't go up at the same time when you walk, do they? They work in harmony. Yeah, right, you're going to look crazy. <laughs> but you ever notice how the body works? Whatever one side is doing, the other side will maybe do the opposite 
but it all function and it causes you to flow. Hallelujah. But it's working in harmony with the rest of the body parts. It's working in harmony together so that you can move and function and do what you've been called to do. The body is working in harmony together. Well, think about what Paul is trying to say here. If the body of Christ would work in harmony together, if the body of Christ would move and function so that the other parts can move and function according to the plan and the will of God, if all gifts were exercised in harmony with one with another, then the church would be moving in a smooth and glorious fashion. The church would be operating in a smooth and glorious fashion. Why? Because every part is functioning in harmony with the other parts. And when Paul says that they all should be in harmony one with another and all of the members caring for each other. Just because I don't have a certain gift doesn't mean I can't encourage somebody who has that gift. If I have a different gift, I can encourage somebody that has another gift. I can support them in their gifting. It's a shame when people get jealous over other people's gifts. It's a shame when people can't support people in where the area that they're gifted in. If somebody's gifted differently than you are, support that gifting. If they're gifted differently than you are, encourage them in that gifting. Because we all need each other and we all must function together. But if we are not encouraging one another, if we're not functioning together, if we're not trying to move in harmony together, we become distorted. We become a body that's moving uh, erratically. We become a body that's not moving according to the plan and the will of God. I want you to try walking with both of your arms and, and see how, how much effort you have to put into it. See how, how you have to think and process what you're doing in order to keep moving forward. But when you learn that you can move and, and if you just let your arms do what they're naturally geared to do, let each arm move independently of the other one and let each arm do what it's been called to do. You will find that your body functions according to the plan and the will that God has for it. But when we began to do things out of function, when we began to do things out of order, when we began to not honor the gifts, when we began to not understand that all gifts work in partnership one with another. And if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. Remember I said earlier, if you stump your toe, what happens? The rest of your body will kick in. You stump your toe, what happens? Your other leg will take over. You'll be hopping up and down. Ooh, ooh. The rest of you will take over too. Your mouth will come into play and say something. Amen. Hopefully it's the right thing. <laughs> Amen. But your mouth will come into play and say something. Your hand will reach down to try to help that foot, your, your rest of your body will support you. Your other hand will reach out for another piece of furniture and help you to get to a place where you can sit down. The rest of your body will kick in and help out when one part becomes injured. And because the rest of your body reaches in and kicks in and helps out, when we end the body of Christ and when there's something going on with one of the gifts, the rest of the body will come to its aid. The rest of the body will come to the rescue of that one gift. 
The rest of the body will come and surround that gifting that's weakened. The rest of us will come together and surround that gifting that's injured and begin to support that gifting until it can get strong again. Support that gifting until it can begin to function properly again. It's all because we are in partnership one with another. Don't think that you're operating by yourself because you're not. You're operating according to the gift of Almighty God. And because you're operating according to the gift of Almighty God and it's being empowered by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit as we function together. Don't you know that Jesus said the Father and I are one. The Father did his thing. The Holy Spirit does his thing. And Jesus does his thing. But they're in partnership together to make sure that our lives are saved and sanctified. They're in partnership together to make sure that they're covering and caring for us. They're in partnership together and they operate equally because they all have a function to carry out here in the earth. They all have a function to carry out in our lives. And because because they all understand the equality that they have. Because they all understand the care that they're giving. Because they all understand that they are here in partnership one with another. They don't overvalue themselves. They don't undervalue themselves. But they just function in the role that they've been called to function in. The Father is the one who sends the Son. The Son comes and he sends the Holy Spirit. But they all do their will. They all do the will of the Father. And as they all come to function together in partnership one with another. As they all have their way. That's the reason that you can experience salvation because they work in partnership. That's the reason when you call upon the name of the Father when you call upon him in the name of the Son and when you call upon him and the power of the Holy Spirit shows up in your life. That's because they're all working in partnership together and as they work in partnership together to execute the will of the Father in your life. They execute the will of the Father in my life. They're working together to get the job done. They're working in unity to make it happen. They're working in unity to make sure that the will of the Father is being carried out. All because they understand that they are in partnership one with another. They're not like many of us. The only time we understand partnership is when we feel it's going to be beneficial to us. But when we understand partnership is included and it's in, in incentive to make sure that everybody is equally blessed. Amen. Everybody's intended to be equally blessed in partnership. That's one of the things, too, about marriage. It's considered a partnership as well. But it's supposed to be an equal blessing. Amen. But when one is overvalued and one is undervalued, it doesn't work that way. But when both are equally valued, when both are cared for, and when the partnership is understood, it flourishes. The body of Christ, when it's understood the value of each part, is equal. When it's understood that there must be cared for. When it's understood that, yes, the partnership that is happening in the gifts in the body all make it possible for the body to flourish. So that the body of Christ can be what God has called it to be. So that the body of Christ can function and be effective the way God has called it to. But it all happens when we understand the benefits of not overvaluing our gifts. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com. That's WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless. <laughs>